Hey, listeners, welcome back to our sixth episode of the Creator's Life podcast. Um, You may have noticed that we took a little break in the month of March, but that is because March is very busy for the Strive Squad. Um, Sarah was running around like a mad woman at Boys State (laughs) Basketball and Girls State Basketball. And then we had a really great time at NIDA this past week. But all of that being said, we did not have a lot of time for the podcast, but we're back. We have our next couple of guests lined up, so we are ready to uh, be back with our listeners. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. I know. I was kind of like, wow, how do I do this? And, you know, (laughs) plugging everything in. But yeah, it is so great to be back. And Alyssa is 100% right. March is like, it's March madness. It really is. Good pun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) But it all went super well, and that's what's amazing, and it's fun to, you know, celebrate and look back and just keep trucking forward, I guess. So, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, so since we kind of had to take a little bit of a break from the podcast, um, we don't have a guest lined up for this week, but what instead we are going to do um, is Sarah and I had a great opportunity to have a presentation and a session at the NIDA conference we just attended. Um, And we had a lot of feedbacks from some of our Strive schools and Strive teachers and people in general who just couldn't be there. So we wanted to make sure there was an opportunity for anyone who wanted to hear it to be able to. So today we're just going to kind of brush through that presentation and a little bit about what we talked about and some of the highlights. Welcome to the Creator's Life podcast, where we sit down with young professionals, dreamers, and doers to learn more about how they do what they do. We are your hosts, Sarah and Alyssa. And we can't wait to share their stories. Okay, yeah. So NIDA, the Nebraska Education Technology Association, um, this is a conference that's held in Omaha every year at the CHI Health Center. And um, thousands of educators and superintendents and tech people gather to um, go to sessions, keynotes, connect, and um, just learn more. And so Strive is no stranger to the NIDA conference. Uh, we've had a booth there for years. This was my second year being there, along with you, Alyssa, right? Or is this yeah. your third year? Yep, this was second my second year. year, too. Second year, yeah. And her dad was there, which is super cool. Um, and so, yeah, like Alyssa said, we um, we did a presentation we and a breakout session. Um, thank you, Heather, for asking us and encouraging us to do that to sign up. Um, and pretty much we just wanted to share our story and talk about what we do at Strive. And so our topic was how to spotlight your students on social media. Um, and our presentation was about 30 to 40 minutes. And we're going to kind of give you a 20-minute um, recap here on, um, like I said, what we do every single day and what we believe in and what to share with our educators. So, so we kicked off our presentation asking the crowd, how are you currently spotlighting your students' work? Um, it, do you post on social media? Is it just on your website? Um, maybe your school doesn't even have a platform where they're sharing. And it was kind of cool. A lot of people raised their hand and said, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and WordPress. And there were a few that said, well, that's why I'm here because we don't share at all. And like, what, is, what does it mean to spotlight your students? And so um, this kind of like hits home with both uh, Alyssa and I being um, in our t- early 20s and just recently graduated college and um, have a creative pursuit as well. And so Alyssa has a cool story to share um, when she was in high school and um, definitely worth listening to. So yeah, Alyssa, share your story. 
Yes. So when I was a senior in high school, there was an opportunity in my hometown of Grand Island where you could be a bi-weekly columnist in the Grand Island Independent. Um, I really wasn't that interested in doing it, but my mom encouraged me to, like all moms do. Um, so I got to write for the town's newspaper as a senior in high school, which was a super cool um, and very rewarding experience for me. Um, but kind of like Sarah was saying, we were on the very like beginning of social media becoming a major platform. And the newspaper had switched to like digital copy just like everywhere else. But what I really remember is the only way that like I got recognized for my work, which this is not a pity party, just this is kind of how it went. Like um, the only way that it was really seen was if, you know, if someone was like paying attention to the newspaper, which is unheard of now, or if teachers, family, or friends specifically knew that on this day, during this week, I was going to have a story out. Right. Now, looking back, if social media had been as prevalent as it is now, I think it would have been an incredible opportunity for me to like, get my talent out there early and kind of start building a network and a portfolio with projects I was doing outside of the classroom. And the whole point of this podcast today is how teachers can really give their students that platform and that voice and how important it really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I can relate with that too. Like, um, on a non-art side, like athletes, you yeah. know, um, it's so cool to make the paper. Like that's your highlight, you know, right. and, um, rarely ever are you going to be in the paper more than once. And so, um, you know, for people listening that have nothing to do with media or journalism, um, this goes for all students and all mm -hmm. ages and, um, just how you can share about what's going on in your school, um, to really spotlight them. Yeah. So, uh, we have a few teachers we want to talk about here. So you guys always hear us talking about Heather Callahan and Craig Badura, and we just recently added Jill Johnson as a Strive School, which is really exciting. But as we went through and kind of planned this presentation, we wanted to give solid examples of people who are already doing it. Um, so if you, we'll share the slide link somehow in this podcast, but yeah. um, our point being is Heather, Craig, and Jill all do a great job of A, documenting the work their students are doing, B, giving credit where credit is due, and C, knowing how to use hashtags and tagging people that they know would be interested. So, for example, Heather was able to give a writing student credit for writing a script, um, and if she did if she give him credit, there probably wouldn't have been any attention surrounding that. Craig does a great job of utilizing his personal social media to um, promote his students as far as being involved, as far as creating content. Um, and then Jill was on a podcast recently for Class Intercom, and in her particular post, she utilized hashtags extremely well. And then on top of that, tagged specific professionals she knew would be interested in the content. So those three um, are just great examples of how to use social network to actually be social, to actually connect with people, and to actually, um, yeah, just get your work out there when you know that it needs to be heard. Yes, um, absolutely. And for my example, Nate Thomas is a senior at Millard West. He's one of our Strive U Academy students. He's really great. He comes to all of our stuff. But uh, when we met Nate last summer at UNL's journalism camp, um, the goal was to send them home with a finished video project. You know, we didn't know how they would, you know, if they'd even want to share it. We encouraged them to put it on Twitter, but we didn't know how far Nate would go until... Um, 
we encouraged him to reach out to Trey Bryant because he said he wanted to talk to a Husker player, um, something he, he was interested in. Um, and so he DM'd Trey Bryant and asked if he could meet up with him um, and do a quick interview. And he got back to him, Trey Bryant did. And in 30 minutes, they had um, the video, we had our video stuff set up and we were talking with him and he created a really cool video um, and it's on his Twitter page. It really kick-started his journalism career and really gave him confidence, I guess, um, that he could connect with anybody on Twitter and on social media. And he used a tool that he has um, to create content. And we just thought that was super cool. So yeah, hashtags and tags, but also DMing. I mean, there's a reason why you have that. And um, not to be afraid, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. if a senior in high school can just step up and do that, I mean, like, heck yeah, we all should be doing that. Right, um, right. And yeah, it, it, we'll talk about Nate a little bit more, but it was just, it, it gave him confidence, you know, and it's, he's, he's running with his journalism career now. Yes. So um, kind of going off of that, we decided to ask all of the audience members, like, why does this matter? And we'll ask you too, why should I care? Craig, Heather, and Jill obviously have a very strong understanding of how social media works. I'm not one of those people. I don't think I need to be involved. I think I can continue to do what I'm doing in the classroom and it will still have the same effect. But our next couple of reasons about why this is so important, I think really kind of hit home. So a very interesting statistic Sarah and I both found was that 77% of U.S. teenagers consider themselves future entrepreneurs Um, 40% of those teens are planning on starting their own business and 24% of them are already trying, which if you think about it, that's a huge shift in the job market. Um, Sarah and I talk about this quite a lot that how is it going to work when everybody wants to be their own boss and nobody wants to have a boss, Um, which is fine. I mean, I think we're seeing a big change in online um, marketing, online business owning. Um, You see a lot of people kind of learning some talents and skills that they can, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, sell it, sell themselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that as teachers, we have this really cool opportunity to either guide them into being their own boss or letting them hone in their skills so that they can be a great employee someday to someone else, which is also just as important. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the times, I especially remember this in college, when we would go to fellow applications or go to job fairs, there would be a huge issue because all of these jobs, all these entry-level jobs would still want one to two years of experience before you got into your field, which just blew my mind because how as a undergrad was I going to get all this professional experience if I was still working part-time jobs and kind of just doing my own side hustles? And this is where the teachers come in and where the mentors come in. If people had been sharing my work or if you could share your students' work, that counts as experience. That gives them credibility. That gives them the first rung up on the ladder, and it makes a huge difference as they get into a professional field. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike Smith talked a lot about that, too. He was one of the keynotes. Um, He had a percentage. I know it was over 50%, I believe, um, saying students will be doing freelance work or people will be doing freelance work. And it's so true. I mean, Mm -hmm. I follow so many people on Instagram that are selling their own things and doing their side hustle. But um, also another reason is to uh, draw attention to your page. That's why it's important to spotlight students on social media. Um, By using your tags and your hashtags, um, you are, you know, alerting you could say or like people are getting a notification um and you go and look at it and you interact with it right you might like it retweet it comment 
um, and share it with other people. So Gary Vee talks about that all the time, um, drawing positive attention and, you know, just to show off your students. I mean, you're not bragging, you're just saying like, hey, this is what we're doing. And someone else out there could be like, that's exactly what I want to do in my classroom or I've mm -hmm. been looking for something like this. So um, definitely a really big reason um, as well. And to kind of sum up all three of those reasons, we really focused on the fact that right now everything is so visual. Um, basically, if you're not being seen, you're not being heard, which sounds kind of harsh, but it's really true. I mean, think about how much advertisers will pay to get their commercials during a certain time slot during a certain show. Right. Um, and yeah. as students, if your work isn't being shown, then there's really no proof that you did it. Um, and right. even if it's not great, Taylor Siebert, our boss, always tells us like, what is it, Sarah? Better done is better than perfect. Yeah, done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. So even if they're not sure, encourage them to get it out there anyways, because a lot of the times when we go into schools, we'll see like an A-plus board in a hallway, or I remember my mom hanging my report card up on the fridge. And that's important too. But the fact that we have all these tools and all of these opportunities to get our work in, the, in front of an audience of literally thousands of people, if we do it correctly, like changes the game for how we should document our lives, how we should work on projects, um, all sorts of different implications as far as things being visual, but sharing your students' work and giving them a platform, letting them be seen, letting their ideas be heard really makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And um, to transition a little bit, at Strive, we have um, four tracks that we truly believe that students naturally fall into, um, a, a video track, an audio track, writing and then um, a design track and so yeah that's the the basis of our academy but without the academy um, and without just journalism anybody just sharing work and content um, those are kind of your platforms and it's really great if you can do all of them but just define your niche mm -hmm. um, and continue to share content yeah on that platform um, and so, yeah, with, with our StriveU Academy, uh, we have students that are getting experience and are going out into what you could call the real media world to learn how to share content on these different platforms. So Nate Thomas, who I just talked about earlier from J School, uh, the J School camp, um, the senior at Millard West, he joined us at State Basketball. And he created his own podcast at Millard West, and he loves play-by-play, -play, so he naturally just fell into our audio track. Um, but at State Basketball, he asked if he could um, take photos and also help with the hype videos that we made um, before each championship game. So we did. We gave him the camera. And then on Championship Saturday, he ran our Strive Sports Twitter. So he was literally the voice of Strive for all of Championship Day. And so that just goes to show that, like, you can be well-rounded. And, like, he didn't, you know, he probably didn't know. He knew he probably could do it, but he asked and you know we built him up we mm -hmm. encouraged him and he did a fantastic job and so um, we have some tweets on our page if you want to look at it but uh, we spotlighted him we shared two photos one with um, Nate and I we were working side by side up in the press box and then Nate and uh, Taylor looking at some photos and just said you know so great to have Nate here he's been at a lot of our um, state tournaments and he's doing a great job and this is what he's doing. Uh, we used hashtags, um, Strive Schools and NAB Preps and then um, a few hours later, his name is Tom, but he's a, a professional in 
the journalism world, he saw the tweet, quote tweeted it and said, I've seen this kid everywhere and he is working hard and like, wow, he can really interact with uh, professionals, you know, like this is not a joking matter. This is literally the state tournament. Um, And that was, you know, that's kind of our goal is to have people see that we were spotlighting kids and getting his name out there and who Nate Thomas is. And, you know, like he could be the next Tom and he could be the next um, big journalism guy. And even if he wasn't like just to, you know, build him up. And so Mm -hmm. um, that was really cool to see. And um, along with a few of our other students, Libby and um, Dante from Adam Central came and they are in our video track and they took photos and video. So they did exactly what they feel comfortable with. Um, But we were the ones, you know, guiding them. We gave them a pass and a media badge and the camera and they went and did their thing, you know, and we shared it on Twitter. We sent it to them, shared with their teachers and um, it was it was sent out. So, you know, just a really cool way um, to find events like that and build up your students and see, you know, what they can do. Um, And yeah, it was really cool. I love that. Like, we have a physical example of a professional seeing Nate out in the field. And fun fact, Nate and his friend Jake are actually going to be our next guests for next week. So we're going to get to talk to them about their experience with Academy and about their experience getting their work shared. So a lot of what we've been talking about um, is what we've done, what other teachers have been doing. So we kind of ended our presentation at NIDA with, like, the question, what do you need to do as a mentor, as a teacher, as a parent, as a coach? Um, So we talked a lot about the platforms that we use. Obviously, you know that we utilize Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I would probably make a good bet and say that Twitter is our main platform and probably where our main community is. Um, But we also definitely don't neglect Facebook, even though it seems like not a lot of people are on there, but I promise you there's an audience. Um, (laughs) Instagram is great if you want to be visual. Um, We're kind of starting to dive into this new world with LinkedIn And if you have a junior or a senior who you know is creating quality work and you have a really big LinkedIn following, consider putting their work on there just because that's one specific platform where you know it's all professionally based. Um, And who knows, they could get some really great attention from that platform as well. Yeah. And then we also talked about um, WordPress and Medium. Those are our two main blogging platforms. Uh, We use WordPress to design all of our websites and run the Strive websites. And then our boss, Taylor, he uses Medium to kind of share his own story and his own personal journey. Um, mm-hmm. But they're both great fl- great platforms for telling stories. Yeah. So, and something different than your school website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a little bit more specific, I guess I'd probably say. Yeah. yeah. So um, we kind of next wanted to dive into all the things that Strive has done. And basically our rule at Strive is if that we know how to do it, we have to teach other people how to do it. So all of these examples listed um, are things that we did, which means you could do them too. So the first example is the creator's life. You're listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This was a fun piece of content for us to put together and really easy. And I think pretty soon we're probably going to put out a podcast about how we podcast. That way if people are wanting to get started, they will know how. Um, Mm -hmm. But Sarah, did you want to talk about the teacher features that we do? 
Yeah, I'd love to. So um, when we first started thinking about doing our teacher feature, we thought maybe just an image and a caption would be best, but um, our teacher feature has transformed a little bit into a blog. So uh, Marcus Shear was one of our first. We asked him a few questions and he gave us probably two pages worth of information. And so mm-hmm. we create a blog post on WordPress through our website and we have a, like a, fe- a feature image and a few photos and we just do a question and answer, plug it in and yeah, we've got a, a blog post within you know five to ten minutes which is super cool yeah we also were able to do blogs um and I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit the whole reason we had the podcast is because we had the blog striving to create and very similar story we just talked to people that we thought might be interesting and had them answer a couple of questions copy and pasted them into a wordpress document formatted it a little bit to make it a little bit more narrative and then blog done easy peasy Mm mm-hmm Another piece of content that we have is competition and kindness. So it's a blog post and also a video. So Mm -hmm. we spent many months on this and have worked with a lot of people, the Coaches Association, Skylar High School, um, to just um, bring awareness to their school. And so it was really cool to share their story. Um, But the landing page is a blog post, but you can also find that video that's been uploaded to YouTube. And it's also um, um, embedded into our website. And then you're probably thinking at this point, how am I supposed to manage all this content? And as our final piece of content that we do at Strive, um, we have this thing called a content calendar that Sarah and I manage most of the time. Um, Basically what it is, is a uh, souped up spreadsheet. So we have a list of all the pieces of content we want to go out. And then in another column, we have when it needs to go out. Another column says what platform it needs to go on, um, if it's finished, if it needs a graphic. It's kind of like a running list of all the things that need done in order for a piece of content to go out. Um, But we'll definitely, we've had a lot of questions since talking about this, about how we did it. So we will more than likely have a Zoom session or a podcast about that as well. So those are kind of just the five main things, five main pieces of content we focus on at Strive. Yeah, five of the, so many, like um, lots of easy things that teachers mm-hmm. and educators can do. And, you know, just Googling thing, Googling, just Googling, um, how you can share your content, you know, Adobe Spark and, um, things like that, um, multiple ways, but yeah, these are just the five that we do. Um, and yeah, so those five platforms that Alyssa just shared and the content calendar, um, and our WordPress blog and all of that stuff is just what we do at Strive and, um, have been really, um, amazed at the many platforms out there um, that are really simple and like quick little videos that don't take a lot of time to edit. And so, of course, um, this is what we use, but I would be so interested to know what you educators are using, our students. Um, yeah, exactly what Sarah said. We'd love to have your feedback. Email us, call us, text us, whatever you need to do. Um, but so I guess as we just wrap up this episode, we just really wanted to make sure that like it hits home that you should be sharing your students work and use social media to be social. There are so many different platforms and avenues and people you can connect with if you just know how to do it. Um, And at Strive, our job is to teach you how. So um, we have one final little metaphor that we'll let Sarah leave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of the first things Taylor told me when I first started working, but to remember that you educators are the guide and that the student is always the hero. So giving opportunity to your student and um, highlighting them on social media um, is really pointing back to what they're doing and building them up and getting them one step farther. And so um, we have a picture on our slides of uh, 
Dumbledore and Harry Potter. Uh, and <laughs> kind of funny, but it really makes me, it reminds me that, yeah, Dumbledore is the guide and, and uh, Harry is the student. And the whole time he he's guiding him along. And mm-hmm. um, But yeah, you know, and talking about the multiple platforms, um, just to encourage your students to try things. Maybe they don't know if they like to write or if they like to shoot video and just have them try everything. I mean, there's so many things you can do out there and um, educators, it's, it's up to you to um, lead them there um, and encourage them. Of course, you can't force them, but um, you can do a little bit to help them get their word out there and uh, what they are doing. So yeah, you know, we always end presentations with a challenge or a question or kind of a call to action. And so we finish the day by saying, teachers, what are you going to do next? So that was our NIDA presentation. Um, <laughs> we, we are glad that we were able to share it more than just in the walls of NIDA, which, haha, is the gist of our presentation. Oh. Got to share your work in lots of other places. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we really hope you can tune in next week when we get to talk to the one and only Nate Thomas and his friend Jake, and we will be joining them at their Millard West recording studio, I think. Yep, yep. Next Tuesday.